Hey everyone, the band that wrote and performed our theme music, Remember Jones, has a new EP, Tranquilizer, that's now on pre-order on iTunes and CD Baby. I've watched them perform the album live, and it's really unique and so much fun. I've already pre-ordered, and if you like our theme song at all, you will love this EP. The album comes out on July 21st, which is one day before my birthday. Again, that's Tranquilizer by Remember Jones. Find it on iTunes and CD Baby. Anyway, enjoy the show. And curious, being mysterious, not too fast or furious. Are you experienced? Are you serious? Loud and curious, loud and curious, loud and curious. Hello and welcome to another episode of Loud and Curious with Chris DeRosa. You're laughing already. <laughs> Love you so much. Don't you like? Was that not a good <laughs> intro? Your whole demeanor changed. I was just I'm, ready. I'm to trying go. to be like very warm and like op- like lovely in the beginning, so people want to listen to me rather than being like, "Hi, it's me." <laughs> <laughs> but they know you'll get ratchet at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. So we're here with Jalea Hassan. That's me. Right. I said it right. Yeah. You good. did. Okay. Good. <laughs> ten out of ten. Um. We went to college together. You were my TA. Sure. You were now in Murray Hill in New York. Yes, I am. Um, and you are adopted. Yes, I am. So that's going to be the focus of this episode, I think. Let's do it. And we'll just, I mean, I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with this at all, <laughs> but I'm going to try my best to stay on course, but I mean, <laughs> it's going to be hard. Let's do it. But anyway, you're a riffer. Like, you're a riffer like I am, yes. so it's, yeah, this is going to be a difficult, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> keep it tight no, like we're already, you're already laughing because you know anyway um, then lock it so up. you you were adopted and so i would like to just start well actually you know what what do you do what do you do now sure. you are you live in new york you moved here you're what a year younger than me you were yes. a year behind me yes. in school uh, so i moved here three years ago after school um and i currently work at condé nast so nice. i work for <laughs> uh, the 22 23 brands like vogue allure gq just like very casual like um, unknown magazines yeah like just like really like, underground no like really not a big deal yeah like, like startup yeah very, very startup-y. <laughs> <laughs> like just not a big like, deal just like just not a big deal just, at all. and i um i'm a manager of uh, ad effectiveness research for them what is that what is that um and that's a great question you, you're not sure <laughs> <laughs> you're not you don't know like, is anyone basically um whenever after someone runs an ad like on our print or digital uh, it's my job to figure out if they have if return was, on investment if it was Oh, cool. Oh, that's actually really interesting. Yeah, it's neat. What do you find? Can I quiz you about it a little bit? Sure. Or is that like secret information that you cannot give? I mean, depending on what you ask. Yeah. What do you, um, you know the safe word is unsubscribe. Sure. So, <laughs> like, like BDSM. What, what is something that was, what's something that does really well? In like, what's a product that does really well? You don't, you don't have to say the actual, like, brand, but sure. like, alcohol, clothing. Oh, CPGs, consumer packaged goods. So, that's like your makeups and your beauty products and like literally the small things that you have like floating yeah. on your ba- bathroom like cpgs oh, really? are really strong um because they have strong brand recognition they have loyal loyalty yeah i guess you're right if you use and one you use they're it forever. easy to put in print because yeah. like there's like a whole headshot of someone in a certain and mascara it's like beautiful and yeah it's like stunning and like 3d yeah. printed yeah, it's and a you're pretty like ad. oh my god i want to be that girl yeah. look at those lashes yeah. So like CPGs <laughs> are pretty great. Yeah. No, but it makes sense because it's like a, also like it could be it's almost like it would be in an, edit- an editorial it shoot, is. but it's like for mascara cover girl like at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, any others that are like super super like crazy good like 
I'm trying to think of like what are the other. I mean, I, the, all the other ones that I think of are just like fashion. Yeah, I mean, like the but reality like of the situation is like it depends on the magazine, yeah. you know, and it depends depends on the editors. But for the most part, I mean, obviously, Condé Nast is like cutting edge, trend setting for the past 125 years. So yeah, obviously, it's whatever they feel like is trending. Yeah, and then we all follow suit. Yeah. <laughs> so. Copy that. Yeah. Um, so that's what you do, and you felt, and you just got a new job recently. I so did. congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, any, I mean, like, do you like, is it cool? Is it interesting? Like what, yes. what fascinates you the most about it? So I'm in a, a completely new atmosphere of, um, research that's never been done before. So I'm in experience measurement. And so there's your traditional, like branded measurement, branded content. I'm going to bore everybody. No. So let me just speed through this. Basically what my job is to do is like, if you go to like pitchfork and an event, or if you go to like a sponsored event with like GQ, it, like Brooks Brothers doing some wine tasting, it's my job to quantify and monetize the value of that experience for you. Got it. So it's like a new way of understanding how immersive advertising affects the the person experiencing it. So which a, everyone wants to know about. Like yes, it's a really no like in like, demand thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which no one really knows what's doing because advertising is moving away from like obviously it's moving to digital, but it's like the brand branded content while you're at a concert or while you're at Warp Tour or while you're at a Pitchfork festival is everywhere. So it's like, how are you interacting with it? Yeah, that's insane. It's cool. I love it's it. It's really fucking cool. I'm so I in love like with love it. that. <laughs> It's an awesome job. Yeah, it's a sick job. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm gonna switch gears. Sure. So you, so I mean, where where can we start? You were born. <laughs> yes. You were born <laughs> at one point in your in your life, which was the Soft, beginning of yes, it. Yes, confirmed. Soft, yeah. Um, and where you were born? Where? In Johnstown, Pennsylvania. Okay. Flood City. What up? For anyone who's listening. Oh yeah, Flood City. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Um, and you were born and your parents how long after you were born were you were you given up i was 15 months old okay mm-hmm. and do you know why they just could not care for you guys addiction yeah pretty standard yeah and so then do you go right to your did you go right to your mother my adoptive mother cindy yes yes i did i went straight to the huston family um but Funny story. I guess uh, that's why I'm here. Um, I wasn't adopted until I was six years old because uh, at the time, which was only a mere 20 years ago, um, they didn't want an African-American child being adopted by a white mother. So they gave my mom a super hard time trying to adopt me. And they would put there's this thing called respite, which is like they let you get comfortable in the home. Like I was comfortable in the Hudson family. But every time they thought I got too comfortable, they would take me out and put me somewhere else, um, which creates reaction attachment disorder because they don't want you to attach to any specific family in in the event that your biological parents get their shit together and can take you back. Yeah. Which is unlikely. Um, So my mom had to fight tooth and nail um, and she fought the justice system for six years. Um, Both my parents and my whole family did to try and adopt me. And then I was officially adopted when I was six years old. And the the Husson family is your mother, Cindy. Yes. It's your father. Mm Mm-hmm. And then you have three brothers, yes, older, all, older, all older than you. Yes. And one of them's like a rock star, I remember, yeah, yeah, right? He has like crazy cool. hair, and yeah, like yeah. you all look like so different, right? <laughs> My mom raised individuals. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so you guys, they took you in. You do this fight with. They do this fight with. And I remember your mom telling me that that. She was like, I'm, this is my baby. Like oh, she was like fighting, like for, like to she this literally day, she'll fought. she'll kill you. Like she, but like she like <laughs> literally like fought them. No, like literally for, she would throw fists. For like years for and years and years yes. to like keep you. Yes. That's and then passion. Eventually what, 
happened um eventually they caved um because she was persistent that's kind of where i get it from yeah <laughs> my, but my whole family was persistent and um i think that as time time went on they realized that my family was like so in love with me and i was so in love with my family that you know my caseworkers were just like give a dog a bone you yeah. know what i mean let let her this is her family whether you like it or not and whether color is inv- involved or not that shouldn't be a factor um because this is a happy baby going to a way better place than she was coming from yeah so from getting like pulled around so much did you learn like how did you learn that you were adopted is it did you kind of you like you kind of had it in the back of your mind right from being switched around so many places no honestly no? no because like when i was you know under six years old like i have the memories of it but um they're faint and they're brief but um i actually learned i was adopted <laughs> because when i was in kindergarten i was the only black kid first of all everyone hello i'm black um i was yeah. the only black <laughs> I was the only black kid in my high school or in my kindergarten for that matter. Yeah. And um, my mom was like, she never wanted me to feel um, different and she never wanted me to be bullied or isolated. And, you know, she already had my dad's from the Middle East. She already had three brown sons and she had been fighting for them in this small town for a long time. Yeah. So she got this little black kid and was just like, here we go. Yeah. Um, so I remember when I was a baby, I'd ask my mom, like, why am I brown and, and you're you know yellow and she said because well babe well juju because i drank a lot of chocolate milk when i was pregnant with you oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i went like, around oh, okay i was like well, i'm six i'm like 100 yeah. percent. that's science yeah we're like okay <laughs> like, like, never taking a science sense, class like, makes sense. Yeah. that's where babies come from and so, <laughs> so like i went to school and um half the kids were licking me because they were like you're made of chocolate and i was like yeah confirmed oh my and god <laughs> I was literally just like, try you it out. Like, my mom told I me I was that. like, try so, like, it out. It's a fact. And then like the school called my mom like, and was like, Cindy, you got to tell your daughter what's going on. <laughs> yeah, like you can't be telling your daughter <laughs> you that she's made, she's made of chocolate. There's a there. lot of, like there's a lot of people making pink eye. Like there's a lot yeah, going a lot on. Of the- <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I found out I was a doctor. <laughs> like a situation going yeah, on. Yeah, like, this is really getting like, like di- hygienically dire. <laughs> yeah, like, so um, that's how I found out. <laughs> and so when that happened, like, so I guess, yeah. I mean, I guess so when, you're six, the conversation. when you're six, it's like you don't like, like you don't really know what's going on ever. So it's just, yeah, kind of just I like, mean, follow I still whatever don't. your parents say. So <laughs> it's like, no, but like, yeah, but like, I'm saying like you don't like ever like need to take in your surroundings. You're just like are fo- blindly following whatever exactly. your parents say. Exactly. So I guess that makes sense. What, um, so then when that, after that, like, what kind of conversation was it? Like, was, like they sat you down and they were just, like, so, like... No, I think, honestly, just they let me grow into it. Um, they let me um, sort of evolve into it the way that I would. Like, I had a, I, I went to the courthouse and I was legally adopted and yeah. my mom dressed me in a beautiful purple coat that she has, like, framed somewhere with, like, you know, like, lace leggings. Yeah, and like, matching this whole hat. thing. Like, yeah. this whole thing. I had a bouquet of roses. Like, That's amazing. They were the same size That's, as like, me. amazing. <laughs> like, literally, like, yeah. this picture, like, 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 little black delay, like, like, this big and this bouquet yeah. of roses. I'm just, like, staying on the courthouse <laughs> steps, like, what the fuck is going on? No, and, like, you have no <laughs> yeah, idea what's no happening. Yeah, like, like, I'm just, like, this is an awesome day. I'm just, like, crying. Like, she's so excited. My, my whole family is, like, holding each other. I'm, like, I don't know what's and going on. And you're just, like, I'm killing. I I'm <laughs> killing it right now. Like, I'm fucking slaying this just purple. Like casually coat. destroying the like world. This. Yeah. <laughs> like so, so I was like, wow, what a strong day for me. So that's where my ego yeah, started. Absolutely. But <laughs> it's for my mother, mom. If you're listening to this, it's your fault. But um but yeah, it wasn't necessarily like a conversation that needed to be had. It was just something that became more obvious as I got older. Okay. You know, I don't look like my family. 
yeah. So like that's yeah, so pretty, I guess that's, yeah, I it's guess a pretty, right. it's, it's harder not, for people yeah. when you're adopted and you're the same color. Yeah. Um, but you know, after like I under, I understood race before I understood adoption. Yeah. And that's okay. just something that brown kids, regardless of who raises them, have to learn early. One, especially like, especially if you're the only, the only black girl in like the whole, the whole school, the whole school. So like I learned it's race. Like, yeah. I learned that I wasn't made of chocolate and then that I was all actually black. And you were like, oh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> awkward. I was like, what is that? False. Like, yeah. Fake news. <laughs> yeah. No, like literally an alternative fact. It's like, <laughs> that's like what it is. No, like it's an alternative. It's an alternative fact. I think Your what mom, you want. Like, gave you a she alternative She gave me fact. a straight up Trump fact <laughs> yeah. and I ran with it and yeah. it, and it spread through the news. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, there you, know, you go. That's how you do. That's how you go viral. Yeah, and so you you're growing up, and is there any is there ever any like talk about your biological parents? Are you ever really are you ever really like do you ever hear about them? Do you ever question? Like, do you ever ask your mom about them? Are they because they're in the same town as you? Right? Yes, correct. I've I've met them, um, and I've like. I've seen them within the past few years, particularly my biological mom, not so much my biological dad. Um, they still both struggle with, yeah. uh, off and on with addiction, but I believe my biological mother is clean now. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I would say, um, I don't wonder too much because I think that w- with some, and this is just my opinion from my experience. Um, I'm not speaking on, on behalf of all people who are adopted in any way. So if you want to go find your biological parents, like, do it do it totally yeah but i think that there's like something our society does to romanticize that reuniting um and like that like i yeah you know what i mean and, and it's like i would imagine i mean not that i have any <laughs> fucking idea and like no idea what this would be like but like i would imagine that it would not be like a happy time like yeah. i wouldn't if it was me i would not it would not be happy yeah i'd be like, like what the fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah i'd be like um what why yeah <laughs> like are you okay like what yeah <laughs> or be like look you made this amazing person you don't get to hang out with me no but yeah like be um, sad like be sad <laughs> so it's like kind of tough because i think i have a different relationship with like wanting to know my biological um, parents because i i have met them before so it's like i got okay. that whole shebang done with when i was really little um because i had okay, to so visit you met them, them for when those, you were little yeah i had to visit them for like those six years like okay I was, so like, they were like in around. okay yes. so they were like in that cycle they were in that cycle. okay well then that's yeah that is so very, then i'm it's like kind of unique yeah then, I so guess. then i'm just like mm, okay well i know where they are if i need to find them yeah but okay I'm so not they like but they were always like a presence in your life in some way that you knew yes. it wasn't like you were like wait who are they i don't yes. even i wonder if i look like my mom or my dad or if they both knock on the door like you knew where they were show up yeah so that was like was that hard but like where did you ever have like questions were you ever like why don't I go fucking see what they're doing or like like would you ever feel that way or did was it yeah I think that that came out more with like my teenage angst yeah I like I'm just sure. sheer love for taking back Sunday in the use yeah um, yeah <laughs> like as we like as one has like, like, too, like relax you're fine um like upper middle class home just like kindly um yeah, but like my life's horrible like yeah, yeah. like my life's so hard like, but um yeah I think it came out less about the um perception of my parents my biological parents and more internally in the way of like um my my teenage angst was like why didn't they want me yeah and it was super internal it was super like it it was like my self-esteem was the the thing that was constantly questioning itself but i wasn't questioning you know them per se because addiction is a really easy cop-out to be like hey we fucked up uh you know what i mean so it's like i didn't really need more answers than that yeah um so it's like, but for me, you know, it's like a, as a child being like, what, what could I have done differently as an infant? 
to be to like to be, be clean for to, be, yeah. to, to change your life for um and i also had you know other siblings biological siblings who you know were adopted as well into other families so i think that that's something luckily that we all kind of share and can communicate with each other with and have been a support system for each other our whole lives because of that um but i would say that was probably like of everything we're about to talk about probably like the most raw thing um was just like trying to place myself in a world where I felt I was not wanted and yeah. how that the repercussions of how that affected my self-esteem and the choices that I made and the crowds I hung out with and the boys that I dated, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So I think that, that took a while. And I think that what I'm most thankful for is my family's um, just unyielding support and understanding and my brother's just sheer protection. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure like, of just being like, you know, you'll make it out of the forest, you know, and yeah. I have, and I'm fine. I'm great now. Um, so what and then your so your siblings like your biological siblings mm -hmm. you how did you know about them early on or was yes. this something that yeah so this was again like something that was like always kind yes. of there it wasn't that like you turned 18 and you found out that you have like seven brothers like no all over the place. I had like, that once happened okay <laughs> okay so yes and no <laughs> yeah, so yes and no okay. it's a soft kind of okay um so like most of my siblings I've known of um and there was there as was they one. became as they came into the world. Yeah. So I'm so I have two older sisters. Okay. So we were like a unit. The three of us were a little G unit. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> taken out of the situation. You know what I mean? We arrived in cobble cars and it's just like, hey, what up? But my um, Cindy's brother and sister adopted my two sisters. Oh. So we've always been in the same extended family. But I have other siblings who are younger than me who um, were adopted into, you know, other families or not at all. And then recently, like a year or two ago, I had someone reach out to me on Facebook being like, hey, I'm your sister. And I was like, no way. And then I looked at her picture. I was like, oh, and you're like, oh, like, oh my I, God. You're my sister. That's <laughs> <laughs> my face. So that was crazy. Yeah. So like, that's insane. This is a wild talk. I already can feel it. No, I love. No, it's a man. I would love to know. I didn't. I would love to know what kind. Of, what is the dynamic then between you and your two other sisters that are, that are like technically like your cousins, <laughs> but they're obviously. I mean, like obviously they're my not, best buds. But like, but is it was that ever strange? Like, was it ever like? You know, that's a good question. Was it ever strange? Not really. I think that because my oldest sister. Um, was five when we were taken out of the situation. She just had um, so much more wherewithal of the situation yeah. and was the protector of me and my um, middle sister throughout th for five throughout that entire process of us like being in a very bad situation and a very yeah. unsafe environment. Um, and she has the scars to prove it. And so it's just like I've always had the utmost respect for her and her dignity and her grace. Um, and for if it wasn't for her, like I would not be here. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that, like, when you're coming out of such an extreme situation, even I'm sure, like, I don't know, like, soldiers who, you know, yeah. come back, like, you have, you're just bonded together. Yeah. Um. So that, and then you just, like, move through life together, just, like, helping each other understand what you're going through and cope and talking about memories and moving forward and affirmating, you know, aff uh, affirming each other and things like that. So I think that, I mean, I'm very close with my sisters, um, not all my siblings, just because there's an age gap. Um, and, by the time we were adopted, my, my three sisters and I, we were adopted, like, I had more siblings coming. But, like, I know of them and I talk to them and we Snapchat. And so yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had these two people who also were going through the exact same thing that you were. Mm -hmm. So I guess, like, that is, like, a great support. I mean, you kind of already just said that. But, like, you have a great – you had that great support system mm -hmm. going through it. So it wasn't that you were, like – you like, I feel that 
from what you say, like you were never like you never felt like, oh, I'm like all alone and like no, no one understands no, me at all. Because no. like you have two people that you that who, are your who that are like your sibling me. that like were completely understand you. Like, you know, my my parents and my family just like worked really hard to never make me feel like I wasn't a Hussin to the point yeah. where like, like my mom was just like, she is. Shh, shut up. You know, she, yes, yes. Don't don't tell me. Don't tell me otherwise. You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah. you know, so it's just like I've never felt like the, uh, the redheaded stepchild. Like uh, my mom had three boys and wanted to adopt a girl, you know, because yeah. of my dad's culture. He was like, hey, get along. You got like yeah, three yeah, yeah. boys and I'll help the gate. And then my mom was like, give me a girl. Like give me a girl, <laughs> like, please. For the love of God. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. So, you know, she like for them, I'm their princess. You know, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm I say to people I was hand selected. Yeah. So. Well, I mean. <laughs> You're not wrong, yeah. right? Like, you're not wrong. So. Is there any, do you still have, like, noise about it? Is there still, like, are there still things that you struggle with? Or maybe there's things that you, like, as an adult, is there, does it still have, like, a large effect on you? Yeah, like, does it linger? Yeah. Um, I think the short answer to that is everyone's childhood lingers. Yeah. Um, You know, and I think, but I think that um, I was just so uh, blessed and fortunate to be put into a situation where um we didn't dwell on it like you know what I mean like my yeah. brothers and my parents were just like help me learn my ABCs and how to write my name and do my math homework with me and like you can't go out unless your homework's done and like I just like moved through life you yeah know what I mean like like any person would um but you know I I did push I feel like some parts of that you know self-doubt um behind me but i think i think one of the things and one of the ways it had lingered especially like throughout like high school and college was just like i wanted to just constantly prove i was worth it like i I was worth the investment to anybody yeah you know what i mean so it's like i needed every award and every achievement and i needed to be the best at this and the best at that um and you know now that i'm 25 i finally realized that like i need to i need to think that i'm worth it and i don't need dog treats that's <laughs> every hard, time that's like a hard <laughs> corner to turn yes and like when you do it you f- it like it's, is it physical changes. it changes your life yeah once you stop like it like i'm a com- i'm a, not a completely different person but like i'm a different person now that i'm not like serving some person or thing that never asked me to do that you know like i could literally yeah. poop and my mom would be like crying and be like you're so beautiful like yeah no <laughs> 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 You met the woman like no. I am a star in her eyes. <laughs> like she will tear up. Like she has something you're on so, Facebook. Like, you're so beautiful. <laughs> like, That's my baby girl. She's mine. Like, like she's she literally. Mine, like, I sent her a picture the other day. I got a haircut and I was like trying to keep it low key because I wasn't sure same, about it. We and both, like same. Yeah, you know, like I have like as anyone knows, I have a shaved head right now. And um I sent my mom a picture low key via text and I'm like <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think, mom? She's like, oh my God, you look so gorgeous. Even <laughs> Graham said and then Rob, my roommate, comes out. He's like, Jalay, you're on Facebook. <laughs> like within seconds. And she was like she upload, posted upload, upload yes. my beautiful girl all caps. <laughs> Fifty likes for all her friends. No, like literally, <laughs> like, literally no, like, did you see she's the, so grown like have you seen like the meme recently yeah, it's like, that was like have <laughs> Your, it if was like if having you feel, a bad day <laughs> like have your mom upload a picture of you on her facebook and, and see like, what all the um, other moms say <laughs> that's my mom like literally also, she's like literally like, what happened <laughs> literally she's like you're such an effortless angel like she yeah. sent me a video the other day that was just like a daughter is like a flower like every single time you see her no matter rain or shine she brightens your day i'm like tearing up at work i'm like mom, so, sweet. 
so the point of the matter is there was nobody asking me to to achieve great heights yeah. um other than the sheer expectation of you know my parents instilling in me that i was valuable and that i could do things and like my dad you know who's told me that yeah. you know when i was like 10 he was like as usual eh. I think someday you will be president. And I was like, and you're like, okay, you know, like, all right, <laughs> and you're here like, I am. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? yeah. But like, so I've never really had, um, I, I've been lucky in that but way. But it was for you, like you were doing it for yourself. It yes. wasn't that like you Now got, I yeah. am. No, yeah. <laughs> now I'm doing it for myself. But before I always felt like this was there, there was like this omniscient presence that was like, work harder. You have to prove yeah. it to everybody. But I feel that that's even like, like, do I attribute that to just you? That's what I'm saying. Like, like no. every kid like, everyone has, has that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> And it's, it's weird because it's weird like when you turn that corner and even if it, you're not like, oh, no, now I am doing it for myself. It's like you're like, no, I need to do this for myself. Yes. It's not even like the fact that you're doing it. It's the the knowledge or the coming to the realization that you're like, oh, like I really don't need to like. I don't like, have anything I need to, to prove to, for me. Yeah. to anybody else. Yeah. I have like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it for myself and I'm going to clap for my damn self at the end. Yeah. It's weird. It's like a weird, it's a weird realization. And it's a, it's a realization that like you can, being selfish isn't a bad thing. Being selfish can be selfless yeah. at times. And like you can be selfless and like be a selfless person, but be selfish and like ha- care about yourself. Yeah. Or just be confident in who you are and what you bring to the table and not yeah. be afraid to eat alone. I love that quote. Well, and not like spread yourself too thin. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And have like, something to prove to like every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Like you can't. Yeah. Or be like, I oh, I need to do all. this for other people. I need to, I, I, oh, I, I'll I, do this. I oh, you need this. me to do this? Like I'm like, no. I'm like, I, I'm no. Like, I'm take a hard nap. Yeah, like no, that's thank, a, that's no a thank you. That's a soft nap for me. My, my go-to is no thank you. Mine is... um. It's a no for me, dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I wish I was more of a yes person. No, but, like, <laughs> no, but I mean, no, I'm a yes person. I'll be like a yes person all day. But like at the same time, if I'm like, I really don't want to do something, I'm like, no, I no. Let's reschedule. That's no, I'm literally like, I don't want to do that. Like, I and people are like, wow, you're really mean, and I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry. And like, yeah, tell me something I fucking don't know. Let's podcast about it. Like, yeah, like. Tell me I'm a horrible person. Like, I know I'm not. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> okay. Lock um, it up. Is there, was there anything else? Like, were your parents ever trying to, like, your your biological parents ever trying to reach out to you? Yeah, or were definitely. they trying to, like, like, what would, like, what was that? What has that relationship really been like? I hope you're unsubscribed. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel that your, your childhood and your past and this, and this, this fact about you, how do you feel that that has like influenced you to like where you are today, like your career, your drive, like what you've wanted to do? Has it, has it steered you in certain directions or is it just, again, like a list, do you feel that it's just a thing, like one fact about you on a list of a million or is it, has it really been like a driving force? I mean, I think like yes and no, like, yeah, it is a fun fact, but I mean, it also is the reality I've lived for 25 years. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that it's affected me in the way that my parents, I think, were very particular about, like I said, never making me feel like I wasn't a part of the family, never making me feel like I wasn't capable, like never making me feel like I wasn't smart. Um, And so I think that them pushing me and um, always being my number one cheerleaders, like my family just always being so supportive from my my immediate family to my extended family um, has definitely helped me navigate my own self-esteem and emotions so that I could stay on a track that allowed for me to focus and like tell myself I could do it. 
Um, and I think that that was like the biggest thing is like my, I think my college essay was about, you know, being the underdog and mm-hmm. like having like had, had life not intervened, I'd be dead by now, you know, easily. Yeah. Um, so I think that like it has any time I'm feeling tired or ungrateful. It's a really easy reminder. Like I literally have tattoos can like just dedicated to it on my body. Yeah. Um, that it's just like a reminder that like, first of all, like a Phoenix can always recreate itself. You know, life if life gives you a second chance, don't take it for granted. Um, and just like for me, I think it's like <laughs> my, my, my family's praise, but it's made me feel like I have like more of a like purpose, you know, because, because you like, came, yeah, because like, I could because all that stuff happened to because you. Because I got yeah. jump started again. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like for me, like whether you're a religious person or not, like I just spiritually feel like it has uh, made me value my life more. Yeah. Um, like my own life, which I think is really hard for everybody <laughs> nowadays, yeah. is to just be like when I don't want when I'm having a tough morning or I don't want to get out of bed, just being like, like I've been given a second chance. Get up. Let's go. You can yeah. do it. I feel I feel the same I feel that way but as a first chance like I'm just like I'm so fortunate because I'm like been so fortunate in my life and there's like so many more people that have been like like outside of even just like race like I'm a white male so like already I'm like oh I'm just like killing it without a life dig default without (laughs) even trying purple coat like yeah you know what I mean like already like killing it like you know what I mean just like out the gate and then and then just like I'm like oh I live like such an amazing life and like so so many people that like have so many fucked up things I mean there's a lot of things to be grateful for yeah and that's why I think how it's changed me is just just remind me to be grateful, to be thankful, um, and to be gracious. And that could be worse. Oh, like could be worse. I've seen worse. You know? I hope worse. I I've lived worse. Yeah. And it could be worse. Yeah. What um, what do you think of the adoption process? Sure. Is that something that you're knowledge like? Yeah. Do you have any knowledge on that? Because I really don't. I mean, I'm not an expert. I've just like, lived yeah. it my way, and I'm and it's different, you know, um, county by county and state by state. But yeah. I would say it should be easier to adopt a child. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's like the, the red tape my parents had to go through, just as an example, is ridiculous, especially if you're trying to give a child a better life. Um, I also think that the, for me personally, I think that whenever it comes to the argument about, you know, gay people adopting children and like people being against that, I'm like, if you were coming from my shoes, and you had the choice of staying in the situation you're in or being adopted yeah. by two loving people, regardless of gender, you would choose the people. Yeah. So like, don't choose for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it if all your fears come true. Okay? Yeah. But for yeah, right yeah. now, this is literally life or death. And even outside, so, but even outside of that, it's just so in general. Like, like just it's, in it's general, just, like, it's difficult to adopt, but also there's also, like, stigmas around who should be allowed to adopt. And that's what I'm saying. That's what yeah, I have a yeah. problem with. Um, and it's also a lot of competition because, you know, no one thinks of adoption as a competitive thing. But no, anytime is. you uh, don't adopt domestically, it's because you're adopting internationally. And so, like, you know, you may be getting a child from China or from Russia or from, you know, from uh, countries in Africa versus, like, in your own community. Um, and so I think regardless, all of those children need help. But what we do know is that, you know, if kid, the more likely a child is to, like, get older throughout, you know, the the system and age out the more likely they are to end up in juvenile du- juvenile delinquency yeah. finish high school and yeah. end up on the streets drug addiction and so it's just like regardless of whether or not we're actively adopting children we need to give w- just more opportunities for children who are in those situations or homeless children and disenfranchised children opportunities to feel loved and accepted and wanted even if we can't 
to like permanently do it ourselves. Yeah. So like one thing I would love to do, like whenever I'm like an old lady and hopefully I'm phenomenally wealthy. Um, yeah, is like to the, make, yeah, like in your <laughs> fantasy world that you live in that yeah, I, like, like I do. do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yep. But is to make like the Husson Foundation for underprivileged children and have it like dedicated to the arts. Um, yeah. Because like my parents never missed a musical or a, yeah, you a sang, yeah, you're a singer. You yeah, sing yeah, like musician. as a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I think that me through music, a lot I got a lot of my confidence yeah and I got a lot of my self-worth because whenever a bunch of people are clapping for you oh no like, feels great. They, like <laughs> the epitome of like what Little is ego. self-worth like literally people <laughs> applauding you literally for performing like my mom in the yeah. front row yeah yes, yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? so I'm yeah. like, yes so you know it's just like our arts programs are dying anyway and there are a lot of children on the streets and I think that arts and education are a beautiful way to give kids self-worth um, yeah yeah what about why do you think it takes so long? Like, why does it take so long? Right? They just like have to. They do like a million background checks, and it just like takes forever because they can. Like, to be honest, I don't know why it takes so long, and I can't really legally speak to that. I just think that like caseworkers are so overwhelmed, and there yeah. are so many children that need help, and there is just a lot of red tape that needs to be worked around. A lot of paperwork. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like decades worth of paperwork for one case. Um, a lot of back and forth between the biological parents and the you know Adopted. potential parents yeah. and. It's just like it's it's not an, a clean, like easy easy process, situation. Yeah, you know. So it's like no matter who's doing it, even if you're the best caseworker in the world, you know, it's still gonna be a challenge, and it's still gonna, you know, if it, it may or may not affect the child, yeah. but it'll definitely affect the families involved on both sides. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. It's, yeah, you know what I mean. It's a life at stake. You know. Yeah. It's literally a life. Yeah. What do you, what would you, what do you say to other people or like, what would you say to other people that are, that are, I mean, not other people, but what do you, would you say to people that are like thinking of adopting a child? Do or it. That are, like people that are, or have done it or, do you know, it. what do you, what do you think? To those of you considering, do it. To those of you who have, thank you. Um, I think that I just me personally, like. I could have ended up a completely different person and yeah. through just like love and care and opportunity. I, I am, I mean, what some could consider a, f- a, a healthy, successful person, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think that, um, that kids deserve a chance. Everybody deserves a chance, a shot at a good life. Um, I don't think that I deserved it any more than anybody else. And so if people are considering adopting because um, they're having trouble maybe having children or, you know, just because they want to help out, please do it. Oh, my God. You literally will have a, like a person who will be forever grateful to you in a way yeah. that you can't understand. Like, I don't even think my parents can understand how grateful and like how like to me, they're they're like gods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. saved my life. And the empathy it takes to take a child that's not yours when you already have three yeah, is a different kind of person. They're different kinds of people. So if like, if you're those people that have a heart that like my parents' hearts are just can't stop growing, <laughs> you know what I mean? Then, then, then give it to somebody who could really use it because you could have the difference between a kid who's ending up on the streets, addicted to drugs and like, a little girl who's working at Condé Nast and living her dream life. And just like kill punching God in the face. What, what would you say? Do you ever talk to other people, other people that have been adopted? Like, is there ever like, does that ever come up in conversation? And yes. people, 
yeah some of my friends are adopted it's awesome um one of my friends mocha is adopted and we talk about it and sometimes we just have like breakout sessions lunches about like you know mostly how much we love our parents yeah <laughs> but um i don't know if you guys have ever seen the show this is us but like i haven't but it's about everyone loves it but it's like Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. They adopt a little black Yeah, kid. everyone like loves it. I sob every episode. Everyone says they like, like just like ball their ass up the whole time. No, but like, like that's but what like, they say. The little black boy is me. Now yeah. he's just like a high powered executive in New York with his own family dealing with his own shit because he's adopted or yeah. whatever. And it's like, I just sob because I'm like, never in my life have I ever seen the depiction of my life on film. Um, yeah. And so I think that like seeing stuff like that it normalizes adoption shows how beautiful and difficult it is um and shows that no matter how your family has been constructed um you know you're gonna have childhood tribulations but at the end of the day your family and that's the most amazing thing um but also just like it's been it's been it's really nice to so that's from the bigger bigger screen but it's like it's really nice when i find um fellow adopted people because you know like being with my sisters and my siblings it's just like there's just a part of you that relates like there's a little part yeah, of you that other people just want to understand other people right like just won't you know understand and so it, it's like there's nice to have a community of people like that yeah that you can just like most of the time just joke with and laugh laugh it off and just be honest about yeah what do you have to say to people that are adopted and that are struggling with it or nor or are i don't know it's like a, it's not a ha- i don't know not that i don't think it would be a happy thing for them but people if there's some someone that feels negative about it right. that is adopted what do you have to say um i don't know it's not your fault it wasn't your fault yeah you know you're worth it you are important you are lovable um and you're at best and at times in charge of your own destiny um, even whenever you're dealt a set of bad cards and I've seen people, a lot of people who've been dealt worse cards than me, who've just absolutely thrived in life. Um, I know enough about sociology to know it's not that easy to just be like, Oh, you're super poor and your parents are addicted to crack. So you should like just definitely buck up and make it better. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Like yeah. 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 But like, you know, in some ways you are in charge of your own destiny. It's not your fault. And there are people like me who are out there who are willing to talk it out and help in any way that we can. And there are people like me who want to make this more of a, you know, more of a conversation and normalize it um, because there are just too many valuable little geniuses out there who aren't giving, who aren't being given the opportunity to thrive. What else do you want to say? I don't know. I've never really talked about this like so in depth for like, really for like a, for something public, something public. Yeah. So, um, I wonder what my mom's gonna think when she hears this. I mean, she's probably gonna love it. She's probably gonna cry. Yeah, it's like she's gonna <laughs> cry. So <laughs> um, that woman. You said something whenever you were doing, like when we, you were my TA and you did like a presentation. Um, mm-hmm. and you, there was a quote. It's something like, you, they were they birthed me, but some you babies gave, are born in a belly. Some babies are born in a heart. No, that wasn't it though. No, but that's really good. Oh. Wait, say that again. <laughs> some babies are born in a belly and some babies are born in a heart. It was it was something like you like they birthed me but you gave, gave me, me life, life yeah. right? Is mm-hmm. that what it was? Mm-hmm. Like that's it, my and own that's quote. how you feel. No, 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 yeah, yeah, I know, but the, like but it was your is, own quote. Yeah, like yeah. you gave me life. Like how do you feel about like explain it? Yeah, I mean, I think expand that, on that. Please. Expand on that. Would you expand? Would okay. you expand on Oprah. that, please? Um no. Um yeah, I think that and everyone has different experiences like some 
um, people, you know, feel differently about, you know, their adoption experiences. But I just feel like for me, I was given like the DNA and the, you know, the, I was a healthy baby for the most part. Um, but then I was given like, you have, um, I don't know how to explain it. I have biological parents and then I have parents. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And if that goes for, you know, people who are step parents or who are guardians or who are caretakers of children or people that it's just like, it doesn't matter if you're blood or not. It's the people who literally ride or die for you. Yeah. Every single day of their life who sacrifice for you. My parents sacrifice constantly. They still sacrifice for me just because I'm a brat. But same. <laughs> but like 100% same. You know what I mean? Like they've given me again this thing, this child that's not their own, the every single reason to feel that I am. Yeah. Um, and so it's like I feel that even though I was biologically born to other people, I was always a Hassan and I'll always be a Hassan, which is probably why I'll never change my last name or pick a name. I feel that that is like such a thing of the past now. Yeah, I'm like too hard it's also like a new york thing because we're all yeah, like because it's, like, it's like everyone has like stat like their own like career and yeah like that, so it's like, like, oh you have a small business yeah some people think it's attractive and i understand that too of like changing it and being like because i'm like be marrying you so it's like yeah, yeah but for me it's more like i wear i wear my last name like a tattoo like a badge um, yeah, yeah because i worked for this yeah uh, you know i mean we fought for this so mm-hmm. like for me it's like i was talking to my dad but last time i was home like and i started to cry and i was just like i just love being a part of this family so much yeah. You know, I'm like, I couldn't have asked for a better family. Literally. Yeah. Of more diverse, brilliant people, silly, silly brothers, beautiful nieces and nephews. Just like, I couldn't have asked for a more storybook, unorthodox life. Yeah. I mean, any final thoughts? No, thank you for having me, though. Thanks for. I'm, I'm glad that this is the topic you want to talk yeah. about. Yeah. It's really sweet. Thank you for sharing your story. Yeah, anytime. Um, anything else you want to talk? Anything else you want to get off your chest or just talk about randomly <laughs> before we go? Anything else I want to talk about? Um, no politics. That's the only rule on this podcast. No politics. Okay, then not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I feel satisfied. It's I a wrap on you. It's a, it's a no for me, dog. Where can people find you online? Facebook. If you can, if you have the audacity to try and spell my name, you can find me there. And um, on Instagram and Snapchat, I'm at go underscore J-E-I. Go Perfect. J. Go J. <laughs> <laughs> Again, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for being open. I know thank it's like you. not easy and yeah no, i appreciate it thank you Thanks. um if you guys want to be on my show you can email me at loud and uh chris at loud and curious.com again that's chris at loud and curious.com um, oh yeah oh yeah have you heard my theme song yet no oh you uh, you about to it's about to get played for you <laughs> when this is over you about to hear it you about to never say that again because you're gonna say yes anyway <laughs> 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 always ends like this (laughs) Um, if you um would like to find me on social media you can find me at the krista rosa and you can find the show at loud and curious you can listen to um their newest episodes at loudandcurious.com learn a little bit more about the show and a little bit more about me um and if you have any like if you have a heart like Jalea has been talking about, <laughs> you should go on iTunes and leave me a review so that it can be uh, seen by more people. Yes. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, I think that's it. Again, thanks for sharing your story, Jay. And um, until next time, bye. Bye. This episode of Loud and Curious was produced by me, Krista Rosa. My cover art photo and all the photos on my website were taken by Alyssa Timoteo. Cover art graphics and photo editing by Chris Moore. The boys from Remember Jones wrote and performed my theme music. Like them on Facebook and Instagram at Remember Jones. Next time on Loud and Curious. Yeah. I think it was a white girl that won. The white, I think the white girl won on season five. Because we were in London in season five, and I'm pretty sure the girl was white. London was the girl, the Lisa, and she wore the diaper, and she peed her pants in the diaper <laughs> with the guy <laughs> from Jackass, right? Oh and she God. got drunk and was talking to, like, a bush, <laughs> and she was calling it Cousin It, and she's, like, bla- like, like blackout drunk. Like, laying in, like, a... Th- oh, because I was, I was, like, a little kid, like, loving reality television <laughs> and eating it all up. Oh my and she's God. like talking to a bush and like it was like they like shot just the bush and, and it here was like I am I'm like working. and you were there oh yeah. my God yeah I was wow, there. you're a legend <laughs> I mean I knew I loved you but like this is just another level oh thank you oh my God but you weren't there for whenever Tyra like screamed at that girl right oh I was there you were there when that happened yep. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>